Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. This podcast is designed to help open your awareness to the truth of who you are, a limitless being. You are worthy and deserving of an abundant and prosperous life. It's time to peel back the false beliefs and live the life you dream about. For additional resources or to contact me directly, please visit my website, heatherhakes.com. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 430. In today's podcast, my guest is sharing with you how she went from complacency in corporate world, feeling a lot of anger, stress, frustration, and resentment to now being so happy and fulfilled living life on her terms and how you can do the same. Welcome to today's interview. I brought on Carrie Brightwell. Carrie, welcome. Thank you very much. Hello, everyone. This has been such a great pre-call. I'm excited to dive in, but before we get started, please give listeners a little background. Where do you live and what do you do? Uh, so I am currently on the island of Kopenyang in Thailand, and I have two streams or two hats, if you like. I support people with their online business, their online training businesses. I help them convert uh, all of their training and coaching programs into online programs. And then the other side of me is I am the founder of Bright Wellbeing, and I am a coach, I am a teacher, I am a healer, and I am a mandala artist. And what I love is it, it doesn't even blow my mind anymore, but I, I feel like a guests that come on is as though we've lived very parallel lives. And so if yeah. you could go back, give us a little more background on, you know, how you were going through life, doing the corporate thing until kind of mm. your, your wake up call and, and just in this entire new path. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a gradual thing. Sometimes it can be a big smack in the face for people. Sometimes it can be a gradual one, right? And when I look back in hindsight, mine was gradual, but I was ignoring it. And it's all down to the feelings that I was experiencing at the time. I had a very well-paid job. I'd had many years in corporate learning and development. I was always senior management and I was the most miserable <laughs> um, I've ever been at that point so much frustration and anger at everyone and everything in my life uh, not knowing where it was coming from not knowing the source of all of this just a lot of misery a lot of frustration a lot of um, uh, resentment for people for things for situations and it didn't matter what I seemed to do I pardon the interruption if this content is resonating with you please be sure to leave a five-star review I want to offer you some additional resources. Visit my website, heatherhakes.com and sign up for my free video training on how to reprogram your subconscious mind. Again, visit my website, heatherhakes.com. I've also created a self-study course all about mindset and manifesting. You can find this on my website, heatherhakes.com forward slash course. Finally, if you are ready to deep dive and really transform your life, I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. I will help you create clarity and a roadmap so you can live the life you dream about. Best part? Everything I teach, you can start implementing right now. 
To learn more and schedule your free discovery call, visit heatherhakes.com forward slash coaching. Now back to regular programming. I could never seem to make myself happy. And it got to a point where one day I was sat on the edge of the bed and I was crying, putting my shoes on to go to work, wondering how on earth I was going to get to the end of the day making a strategy and a plan to get me through my working day. And it was then that I knew something drastic had to change. Um, so my, me and my then partner decided to travel and still wasn't happy. Even though I was traveling all of Australasia, 15 different countries in 14 months. I just, you know what I want to say about that? Cause I experienced that too. And I remember back in yeah. high school, I had cut out of yeah. a magazine, wherever yeah. you go, there you are. Wow. Yeah. So we think we can run from our problems. We think yes. traveling will. Yeah. But it's like it didn't. You said, didn't you go on 16 months of travel? And you're like, yeah, I'm still not happy. Yeah. I mean, and ha I mean, come on, look at the life experience I was having. You know, I'd saved all this money. We budget wasn't an issue for us, um, but I was still so incredibly unhappy and so angry. And it wasn't until the last kick in the face you know those bathroom floor moments where you're literally you can't do anything but cry on the bathroom floor you can't move you can't you can just about breathe you can't talk to anyone it was one of those and i and i realized that um yeah i'm i'm not listening to myself mm. i've known all along that i need to do this alone and that the unhappiness is stemming from me not listening to what i've known for all this time and the, the feelings, the emotions, the anger, the frustration, the, the, the pity, the, everything that I've mentioned, it was my soul talking to me saying, you're taking the wrong path, get out. And what happens is when you don't listen to your soul, your soul will create chaos in your life. And it's through this chaos that you start to create cracks. And it's then, it's through these cracks that your soul can speak to you. So it's those bathroom floor moments, or it's those moments of, uh, I was gonna swear then, you know, where you're, you're just like, oh, bugger it, I'm not gonna do this, I'm not gonna do that anymore, you know? Yeah. It's those moments that through this chaos, the soul is able to go, you've got no choice but to listen to me now. And I'm telling you, you're taking the wrong path. And it was then that I knew that I had no choice but to go alone and take a completely different path. So here's how I've heard it said another way, that the soul speaks to us, our intuition, our internal guidance yeah. by a yeah. feather. It starts with a feather. And then if you're not mm -hmm. paying attention, yeah. then you get a brick. And if you're still not paying attention, you're going to get hit by a Mack truck. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. It's creating cracks in your... Uh, existence so that you have no choice as I said but to listen and to see and to feel the signs and we say listen but really how your soul speaks to you is through experience through feeling mm -hmm. is through the emotions and if there's something and I always say this to people to my clients follow the feeling right if there's something that is frustrating you if you're not happy in a situation if you're living life and everything is just so dull or miserable or you're just so apathetic like you can't be bothered to do anything it's a sign yeah and it's the same the other way if you're curious about something if you get fired up about something or you've got this urge 
or there's been something that's niggling you that you wanted to try but you never did try or there's something about that person I really want to talk to them follow that so. feeling too because that's a sign of the path that you should be going on and there is no shoulds right yeah but yeah you know what I mean yes yeah. okay so question for you because I feel like a lot of people have numbed out their emotions and feelings so yeah. you know whether it's drugs alcohol sex shopping yeah. figure out your vice scrolling on social yeah. media if we're yeah. so numbed out from feeling and we are telling people you have to feel the feels to move on yeah. how do you how do you do that yeah so there are well how many distraction techniques are there even going out with friends is a distraction technique you go out so that you don't have to sit and be with your emotions you don't have to sit and feel the feelings mm -hmm. so that's actually a really good question if you're numbing out anyway then how do you sit with the feel or how do you how do you notice this i would say look for the repeated patterns of potentially unhealthy behavior and it might be that you don't necessarily see it straight away. That maybe it's a comment that someone has made, or maybe it's something that, you know, you're like, oh, I really should go to the gym, or I really shouldn't have spent that 45 minutes scrolling through Facebook, but I did. You know, or I really should maybe cut out a little bit of caffeine, you know, maybe go down to two cups a day rather than having that four. So you deep down, you know, what it is yeah. you know what your distraction techniques are you or kind of like our self-saboteurs this made me think something yeah. that came to mind because I like to share real world experiences so for me my experience was I was always busy seven days a week with work with yeah. extracurriculars I was so afraid to be alone in my own thoughts but I also love yeah. writing so it just kind of finally the urge just got louder and louder to start journaling. And so for me, that was kind of a brain dump to get, to get these out. And then it's so funny how this works, right? So I used to be social butterfly on the go, seven days a week, always busy to now. I almost like, I don't want to say I have social anxiety, but I just don't even have a desire. Hmm to go mm. and be in, in crowds and bars. And I have mm. so much contentment being at home by myself. Yeah. Yeah. Same. But I, I also get the urge to so every now and again, I'll be like, Oh, I need company. Oh, I really want to go out because I gain yeah. energy through doing yeah. these things as well, you know? So I, I go in fits and starts, but yeah, being comfortable with yourself, that in itself is a journey to go on, right? Mm -hmm. Learning how to be comfortable. And you, you did exactly what I'm talking about. You followed an urge. Yeah. You know, that's one of the signs. Like, do this because there's something here for you. And through the act of journaling, what you managed to do was connect to a part of yourself that you hadn't connected to before. Yeah. Because through journaling, this is a way that we actually start to speak to, if you like, our higher selves, our intuition or our guides, you know, however you want to call it. And it's a way that they speak back to you. They speak through your writing. I don't know if you can hear the gecko going off there. <laughs> can you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what living in Thailand does for you. <laughs> okay. So question, let's go back to, you did the 16 month of 
16 months of travel realized I need yeah. to do this on my own. So can you yeah. share some of that experience and kind of this, if you want to call it an awakening or this new chapter, what was that like for you? Scary, really scary. Yeah. So we got back to my home country, which was the UK. And the plan was, uh, well, his plan um, was marriage, house, go back into work, you know, start thinking about getting the family. And oh my God, my body just really, really constricted when I thought about doing these things because I'd expanded so much on this journey, even though I was still angry and I was frustrated and everything, my eyes had been opened mm-hmm. and I knew that there was something alternative for me. I could see how in order to live where we wanted to live, we both had to earn a minimum of 30,000 pounds. Don't know what that is in American dollars, um, but we had to earn a minimum of that each. And in order for me to earn that, I had to sell my soul. As far as I was concerned, I had to sign that contract. I had to go into an office every day and go against the very thing that I had promised myself that I would not do, which was to sell my soul away again through a contract, through an employment. Um, And there's a story about that. Um, so it, to me, to, to go down that path, I couldn't do it. And I'd spent 16 months in nature and to be then asked to go back into this, this urban environment. Again, it was just making, literally making my body tense up and I couldn't do it. So we decided to part our ways. And I was the most fearful I've ever been because I didn't know what was in store. Mm -hmm. That was the thing. I didn't know what was in front of me. But the thought and the fear of not knowing was not as bad as the the thought and the fear of knowing what my life could be like because I couldn't go back to those original feelings. So I just had to, like what you were saying, take that leap of faith. And then I never looked back. Well, and ultimately I'd love to know more about your experience, but for me, you're right. I don't live in stability. There are still a lot of unknowns, but I have had to step into trust and faith that the next move, the next income, the next, whatever is always shown to me. Yeah. And, and same as you, it's like, there are times when it's like, man, it'd be so much easier just to go back to a nine to five. And maybe I could do this as a side hustle, but my soul was like, that was literally death to my soul. And so, yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. So now, um, how long have you been on your current journey? Um, so I originally left for traveling in 2016. We went back early 2018 and then I left again, 2018. So, yeah. Okay. So about four years. Yeah. yeah. So the last four years, you just keep following the nudges. You now are working for yourself. Can you share more about the yoga background and um, what you want to teach about energy healing? Yeah. Uh, So whilst I was on my travels, I'd come across a yoga school that really, again, follow the feeling that really sang to me because it taught more of the quantum physics and the science behind not only the yogic practices, but also understanding the the mind, the the psychology, the physiology, and the energetic body all as one whole system. Mm. And that really was attracted to me because I'm a scientist at heart and I love 
to have any kind of backing behind anything that I learn uh, from a mystical or a magical perspective, because quantum physics is only just proving what what the mystical and the sages and everyone has, has known for millennia right yes um so that's why it sang to me and uh so i when i split with my partner i made a promise to myself that that's what i was going to do i was going to go and do this yoga teacher training and again i'd had this little voice going oh you need to do yoga you need to do yoga you need to do yoga never done it um so this was an immersion and really what it was for me it was uh not an attempt, it was my stake in the ground to say, I'm disconnecting. I'm disconnecting from the matrix. I'm disconnecting from everything that has been my life that's been a lie that I have not actually enjoyed. I'm cutting it off, I'm disconnecting, and I'm moving forward. Um, so yeah, I did, first of all, I did 500 hours of this yoga teacher training and then ended up doing it again because it was just so phenomenal and you just cannot absorb all that type of information in one go. Um, so yeah, I did, I, I did that and then ended up teaching yoga for a bit, but then my path just took me into other directions and other healing modalities. And now I follow more of a shamanic path. I still incorporate a lot of the yoga knowledge and a lot of the yoga practice, because when you really understand the yoga, is, I mean, when I say yoga, what do you think about? Well, for me, it's that mind body connection. It's movement with breath. Yeah, that is a small portion of what yoga is, you know. We have um, we have seven main chakras that people will be aware about. There's you know many many others, and the the movement aspect, the asana. This is hatha yoga, and hatha yoga is the yoga that is associated to muladhara, which is the first chakra, and the breath is pranayama, which is breathing techniques, and this is the yoga which is associated to manipura, which is your third chakra. But we also have forms of yoga that connect us to svadhisthana, the second chakra, that connect us to anahata, that connect us to vishuddha, that connect us to ajna, and that connect us to I can never say it, sahasrahalala. <laughs> The seventh chakra, the crown chakra. And so there are all of these other forms of yoga that we can practice and do on a daily basis that is so far beyond the, the traditional asana that people will, will think about. So I do still practice a lot of yoga, but not in the getting on the mat traditional sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, but now I go down more of a shamanic route, uh, working with lots of different healing modalities. Uh, and as you were saying, one of the ones that I work with predominantly is working with uh, mandalas. So sacred geometry, which actually is yantra yoga, which is the yoga associated to Vishuddha. And the, the element associated to Vishuddha is ether, electromagnetism. And that's what sacred geometry and mandalas are electromagnetism and i help people understand how they how mandalas how sacred geometry heals the mind how it heals the body and how that creates doorways or potentials to futures that you want so you can become empowered and you can take control how to heal yourself using shapes sacred geometry and is that some of the scientific side of it? There is a lot of science behind how shapes, how mandalas heal. A lot of the work has been done behind sounds. Have you heard of cy cymatics, I think is the word, or cymatics, cymatics, cymatics. 
It's where you, um, uh, you'll have like a, a plate with sand laid on the top and then the plate is then put on top of a speaker and then they play uh, frequencies it might be a tune or it might just be a frequency that comes through the speaker and what happens is this frequency creates a vibration and this then vibrates the plate and then the sand will disperse and create all these pretty patterns these pretty pictures that's one physical demonstration of how frequency affects the environment around us now, just like sound, tunes, notes, just like they emit a frequency, which is demonstrated through what I've just said, so do colors. Colors create and emit a frequency of vibration, and so do shapes. They emit a frequency. And when you, just like you would create a song, you put lots of tunes or lots of notes together to create a melody. With shapes, you put lots of different shapes together to create a mandala. And then what all of these shapes together do is they create a resonance or a melody, if you like. So one shape will create a frequency, a vibration, put lots together and you have a resonance. And it's this resonance that we work with through the mandalas, which again, I can talk about the science, but this literally changes the very chemistry within your brain, which then will dictate and tell your body how to behave and it will tell your mind how to behave. And when we do that, we literally change the cellular makeup. We change, we heal ourselves down to a DNA level, mm -hmm. which then changes how our cells replicate, which then changes how we experience our future. I love this stuff, but I, I have a question mm -hmm. since we're talking about energy and frequency and vibes. What I understand at a very simplistic level that quantum yeah. physics states that we are energy living in yes. an energetic universe so that our thoughts and our feelings emit a vibe, a frequency, and that we attract back that same experience. Is yeah. that okay? Yeah. So since you're talking about energy and body and, and yoga at a whole nother level, I think for me, when I, cause something you shared with me is that we are the creator of our life. And I hundred yes. percent believe that. Yes. Based on the energy we're emitting. So can I ask you, because something we talked about before recording is, and again, I please you, you describe this better. But anytime we're, we're struggling in life, so if we're struggling in our financials, if we're having that lack and scarcity, not enoughness, if we're struggling to, I never use the word lose, but release weight because we're stuffing our face. If we're struggling to find an ideal relationship, you're sharing that it's trapped energy, it's trapped emotion, trapped experiences that we need to acknowledge and release to create space for that ideal reality? Yeah. First of all, um, what I will say is because of my understanding of how the world operates and my experience of how the world operates through, uh, yeah, through my personal experiences, the majority of the time, a lot of it will be what's inside, but there can be external influences as well but then you attract those external influences. So I'm, I'm talking about going deep down a shamanic path here. So we're talking about, um, you know, 
spells and curses and demons and blah, 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 all of that stuff. I've seen, I've seen it all. I, I've seen and experienced it all. Um, but when we're talking about on a personal level, what happens is, this is what I was explaining to you, as pure awareness, which we are, you can call it pure awareness, you can call it universal life force, you can call it God, you can call it whatever you choose, but ultimately it is pure awareness. As pure awareness, we have three things that we do here. We create, we experience that creation, and then once we've experienced it, we discreate it. So we create this energy, we experience the energy, and then once the energy is dissipated, once it's done its job, it's free to leave us, and that's how we discreate. And the energy comes in through the inhale, it, it goes into the body, it does a loop in the brain through the corpus callosum, and then it will release through the exhale. Not quite so quickly, but <laughs> that's, that's ultimately how it works. Now, when we create this experience, if our ego says to us, I don't like this experience, I, I, I think it's negative or I think it's uh, unpleasant, I'm going to stop this experience, I don't want it then what happens is we go through the process of suppression. So we stop this energy, this energy in motion, this emotion, we stop it in its tracks. And as you know, energy, it doesn't just disappear. Where does it go? Well, if you're gonna stop it mid tracks, it's gotta go somewhere. So what we do is we suppress it. We push it down into the body. We suppress it into the subconscious and we suppress it into the physical body. And in the physical body, what happens is this energy uh, then forms protein crystals, which crystallize into the DNA. And then your DNA is then programmed to ask your or tell your cells to replicate with this stuck emotion in it so your body is literally then replicating with this stagnant energy and that's what causes disease and conditions and illness and, and and everything that we experience and as i was saying to you the pains in the body if you've got stiffness if you've got areas that hurt what it is is it's crystallized emotion and there is actually a healing modality that i work with that can actually release the this trapped emotion that can melt the crystals and, and release the emotion but we suppress this and therefore what happens is all of this suppressed emotion, this trapped energy, this will then start to dictate your future because this energy is meant to be experienced. It's saying, hello, hello, remember that fear that you didn't want to experience? Well, that's me and we need to be experienced. So then when what happens is this is going, I'm trying to be experienced. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to create an experience so that you will try and experience it me again. So it literally dictates your future. Now, this happens on an unconscious level. Yeah. But if you're conscious of this, if you are aware and you're like, OK, I need to let these emotions go so that I am the creator of my future. I dictate what future I'm going to experience, not this trapped trauma or this trapped emotion. Then what we do is we welcome every experience that we have with full enthusiasm. So when this fear says, hello, you're meant to experience me, you say, okay, I fully and enthusiastically experience fear. And you sit with that fear. And then eventually that fear, as I said, it will be released from the body, released from the DNA. It will go up to the brain. It will go to the corpus callosum. It will do the loop around the corpus callosum. And there's like a, a, a twist in this organ. So the, the energy 
does does the loop the loop it twists and as it twists it cancels itself out and then the energy is gone from your body and then you create space and as i was saying to you earlier from this space what is in space nothing and when you have nothing what can you create anything everything everything and this is where quantum physics talks about future potentials you know there's there's infinite amount of future potentials in the quantum field infinite amount of any futures that you could ever possibly imagine and more they exist and they are fighting for literally competing for your attention because every single one of those future potentials wants to become your reality and if you are unconsciously allowing all of this trapped emotion to decide what which future comes to you, then you are not consciously creating your future. You are unconsciously allowing these past experiences to create your future. So what we need to do is we need to recognize and allow these emotions to come up, fully experience them, let them go, and then say, this is the future that I want to experience. Therefore, I will pick that one and I will create it. Okay, Carrie, I feel like you just dropped so many bombs and like really, really important stuff. So if somebody is new to this, I, I would like to just share how I would summarize everything you just shared, because seriously, yeah. this is important, but I've been immersed in it for years. And so it's just so good to hear it in another voice. I understand. Yeah. But what I heard from you as an example, we've heard the phrase, whatever you resist persists. Yeah, Exactly. So if there is a point when you're struggling and you keep experiencing the same kind of relationship, that is your sign that, oh, okay, something needs to be felt and released so I can experience that relationship I actually want. Or, but think about it this way, right? We are so conditioned and programmed to get a pill, to seek externally, to band-aid the symptom. Yeah. And I also know that any chronic disease, any constant pain in your body, digestive issues, you know, now everybody has food allergies. That's not (laughs) normal. That's not who we are. And so what you're saying is to acknowledge it, to become aware, to feel the feelings, let them release. And then you've created this space literally inside of you to Mm. attract these new desires you actually want yeah yeah every condition will start with a thought an emotion yeah and it's these trapped emotions that will create the physical condition whatever it may be it starts as a thought yeah Well, I think, you know, there are so many modalities. That's where a lot of people talk about EFT, emotional freedom technique, tapping, releasing. But I mean, literally people can go out and Google, how do I release emotions? But can you please share now that you are immersed in this and you are teaching this and this is what you're doing now that you're, you've done the work, continue to do the work. How has your work? Yeah. How has has your reality shifted? And now what is this new chapter that you're creating? You know, I'm going to be completely transparent because 
I think it's important for people to hear this. When I, when my spiritual journey really took off, uh, I, I'd made a very strong choice and that choice obviously went out to the universe and I decided I, I'm committed to my spiritual path no matter what. And from that moment onwards, my life turned into so much turmoil, so much turmoil. I do laugh with uh, with my mentor, my shaman uh, that, that I work with. I laugh and I say, since I met you, my life has just been shit. <laughs> but we laugh about it. And it's not because things have got worse. It's because I'm now seeing what was operating my life unconsciously. Yeah. Yeah. And as you become more aware, you then have to take, well, you don't have to, but you have the wonderful opportunity to take responsibility for what you do about what was dictating and controlling your life so it's no longer operating unconsciously and you're just like plodding through life thinking you're happy drinking that bottle of wine or going out and doing those drugs with your friend at the weekend or whatever like you say shopping it doesn't matter what it is you think you're happy and then when you become aware when you start to wake up and you see oh that's the plan oh that's who was doing that oh that's why i've been feeling like this Everything comes up to the surface to be seen so that you have the opportunity to say, no, no more. I mm -hmm. cleanse, I purge, I clear it out. I'm doing my shadow work. I'm doing my inner work. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But in order to do that, it's like I, I like literally liking it to vomiting. Now, you can either keep breathing and keep that whatever it is down in your stomach and just keep breathing through the pain and the feeling sick or you can just relax, release, and then just let it come up. But the coming up bit's not so nice, right? Yeah. But it's got to happen. And then once yeah. it's out, it's out, and you feel fantastic. Mm. And that's literally what my life has been like these last couple of years, you know? Um, it's got to come out. The shit's got to come out. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. I'm never going to feel great. And But it's a responsibility. It's a beautiful opportunity to decide how you respond in life. And that's what responsibility means. Yeah. Responsibility means how choosing how you respond to something. Now, I can choose to allow these forces, to allow these organizations, to allow these emotions to continue to dictate my future. Or I can choose to take back my power and to take control and do what is necessary in order to create the future that I want. You I know what, what your original question was, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> the thought that just came to me, doing this work yeah. and understanding your old programming that was running your life on autopilot. Yeah. yeah. You know, our conditioning, especially in America, that you go to college, get a degree, climb the oh, corporate yeah. ladder, retire, die. That. Yeah. Yeah. So I, a lot of people have that. But now that yeah. you're doing the work, I'm curious, I would imagine that your desires have completely changed because you're not chasing yeah. the societal norms. I am not. And, and funnily enough, I, I literally just put a post on Facebook yesterday. One of those uh, time things came up, you know, and it was a picture of me and my mum like six years ago. And I literally wrote, oh, look at this. This was back in the day where I used hair appliances and I wore shoes <laughs> and, and, I, and I did my makeup. Now I don't even know where my shoes are, <laughs> you know, and I can just about find my hairbrush. Yeah, because priorities change. And I'm not saying like, I, I, I walk around shoeless because I don't. Um, what I'm saying is uh, I get to choose now where I put my energy. I get to choose what's important for me rather than 
being sucked into the mainstream media and being told how to live my life and being told what's important for me, being told mm. what expectations I should have. Because I have awareness now, I choose what is important to me. I choose where I put my energy. I choose what I spend my time on. I haven't turned on a TV since I left in 2016, since I left the UK in 2016. And that was pivotal for me in being able to make my own decisions. So yeah, mm. my desires have changed hugely. And when you also understand what it is that really powers your life, and what it is, or you know, your actions and what you can do in order to gain the experience that you really want, then that becomes your priority. So are you saying the desires for a big home or multiple homes or traveling the world that all of that falls away or that it just absolutely not? No, okay. you can choose what you want. Okay. And I choose to explore the world. I choose to experience cultures. I choose to have a home that's big enough for me and what I want to do. I've never been into multiple bedroom homes I don't, I, I, or stairs. I don't understand the point of stairs. Why, why travel up the stairs when you, you can have everything on level? But you know, like I, I get to choose what I want. And that's not just, and we're here on this earth for exactly that, to have whatever we want. So whatever you desire, it doesn't matter. You can have it. It doesn't, it's not to say you can't have um, hair appliances or you can't have homes or you can't have nice cars. If that's what floats your boat, go and get it. What mm. I'm saying is I realise that those things won't really make me happy. I, maybe I want one and I'll have one, but it's not really going to touch here in my heart. So right. what's going to touch in my heart, you know? So, yeah, no, the desires don't go away. Of course they don't, but you get to choose them. Okay. I feel like we seriously only touched on the tip of the iceberg of a conversation that we could literally have for hours. So what I want to ask yeah. you, what do you feel is a key takeaway you want listeners to get? That I want the listeners to get that you absolutely are the creator of every experience that you have. That can be quite a big thing to swallow for some people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I've got this health condition. There's no way that I would ask for this health condition. No, me neither. I have a health condition and I didn't ask for it, but I did create it because I created it with the emotions that I trapped inside my body. Why? Mm -hmm. Because my soul decided that, and I made this soul contract that in this lifetime, this was something that I was going to work on because this was a lesson that I wanted to learn. You know, so you are the creator of every beautiful experience that you have. And you're also the creator of every frustrating experience that you have. But it is an absolute pure joy to be able to take the responsibility, choose how you respond to those experiences that you are having. Yeah. And then you can choose how you want your future to be because you are the creator. You are a miraculous creator and if you think yeah but my life is a pile of pants and there's no way I could create this there's no way I could create that well you're a fantastic creator look at this incredible pile of poo that you've just created yeah if you can create that think of what you can create on the positive side yeah and that literally was a download for me one day I literally saw all of the complex disaster and emotional turmoil that I'd created in my life. But because I was able to see that, because I was able to take responsibility for it, it was like, 
oh my god i am genius look yeah. at all this right now i'm going to start doing the work that's going to tack turn that to that well, and I think the important thing there, I always talk about number one, awareness. You have to become aware of who you've been being, how you've been thinking, but then to release the seriousness and the heavy feelings that this might create oh, is, yeah, this is supposed to be our playground. We're supposed to be having fun. How can you dance and, and more joy and create whatever freaking amazing experience you want? You've touched on something there, Heather, you know. We live, I mean, what is real? Nothing is real, right? Everything is imagination. When you, yeah. when you talk, again, when you're looking at it from a quantum physics perspective, we live in a hologram. This is all just an illusion, right? We live in an illusion. And what holds this illusion together is the seriousness that we place upon everything. So the things that you keep more serious in your life are the things that you will never change. It's like glue. Seriousness is the hardened glue. You have to warm it up with fun. You have to warm it up with the understanding that everything is an illusion. And once it's warm, you can manipulate it. You can change it into anything you want. So if your health is really important to you, or not important, sorry, if you're making your health condition really serious and everything around it really serious then you'll never change your health condition if you're making your lack of abundance or your uh, relationship status really serious then you'll never change it relax like you said what you resist persists yeah. relax have fun that's what we're here to do and when you remove the seriousness when you bring fun into everything and the understanding that we are here playing a game then you'll know that you can change everything uh, yes, that I love. And that would be a great note to end on, but I do have a couple of rapid fire questions I'd love to ask you first. Sure. First one being, what is a quote or motto that you live by? Follow the feeling. Mm -hmm. I love and that. the other one is uh, being now what you wish to become and being now what you already are. This is really important because everybody says, oh, when I do this or when I become that or I wish I was this, you are anything that you've ever wanted to be and more. And some people say, you know, what advice would you give your 18 year old self or your 13 year old self or whatever? And when I look back and with what I know now, it literally is you are capable of so much more than you've ever given yourself credit for or dreamed about. Because we literally, everything that you think you want to become, you are that already if you allow yourself. You, you speak my language. Um, <laughs> you actually answered my second question. So the, I guess the final question I would ask you is, is there a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? Uh, I'm reading at the moment some... The, uh, so of some books around frequencies <laughs> because obviously with my work with mandalas so i'm just learning about the love frequency a lot more uh, in terms of books that i would recommend i when i was at the beginning of my spiritual journey i really loved uh, conversations with god neil oh, donald, gosh, donald thank you so much thank you um because I had so many questions that, you know, I, I don't understand how all this stuff works. What are you talking about? You know, universe and spirit and angel and soul. What, what is all this stuff? And it answered so many questions for me that it was like, oh, oh yeah, well, now it makes sense. So I really feel that that's a, 
that, that is really a great book for anyone who does have initial questions or even just a, as a great reminder. The other book that I really, really, well, there's two others. One of them is called The Happiness Advantage by Sean Aker. And what he does is he looks at the studies of positive psychology and he simplifies and paraphrases the seven principles around how you can make yourself happy and why do we want to make ourselves happy because when we are happy we maximize our productivity in every single area of our life we maximize our potential in every single area of our life our brains are literally hardwired to work better when we are happy and this is not to say that then you can go to work and you can work longer hours or you can do a better job no when you are happy, you literally see more potential in life. So I'm talking about us being the creators of our lives, right? If you're unhappy, if you're depressed, you won't see this potential. You won't be able to dream big for yourself. Yeah. And you cannot manifest that which you cannot visualize. The key thing to manifestation is being able to see it with your mind's eye, being able to dream about it. And you can't dream if you're not happy. So for me, understanding what you can do, the practical things that you can do in your life in order to make yourself happy, opens the doors to the life that you want. So I love this book because he summarizes them in such a fantastic way. I think you were gonna mention one more book. I was, it's called The Nature Fix. Uh, oh gosh, totally forgotten the author of that. <laughs> Maybe if you've got show notes, we can add it into the show notes. Um, but to me, nature, nature is the way that I connect back to myself. It's the way I connect to our entire universe. When was the last time you were in nature, Heather? Oh, I'm drawn to it. Um, I mean, every day I take my dog on walks and. Yeah. yeah. And why do you go to nature? it's calming. It's peaceful. Yes. It's, it just feels so good. Yes. We go to nature because of the way that it makes us feel. Mm. And there, again, there's so much science behind proving how nature again, makes us happy and nature changes and adapts our psychology and our physiology to make us be able to uh, connect to ourselves and be able to maximize our potential in life. Because nature is the only place where we fully engage all five senses and therefore nature is the only place where we feel fully alive. And when we are able to connect, not only to ourselves, but to something that is bigger than us. And what this book does is it describes the science behind how nature impacts our psychology and our physiology in order to give us that positivity boost that we need. Oh, that's really cool. I'll, de I'll definitely yes. check those out. <laughs> Carrie, thank you so much for joining me. I'd love to have you back if You're that's welcome. something you'd ever love to do, but thank you for this conversation. Definitely. It's been an absolute pleasure. Any questions, I'm always here. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. I'd love it if you could leave a review and remember to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. If you haven't yet, connect with me on the social platforms. You can add me on Instagram at heather.hakes and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'll catch you on the next episode.